Sure did. Let's go to that. Maybe they will have free food. My thoughts exactly. Let's call Jacob, Lizzie, and Sarah and see if they want to go. The more the merrier. The general sure has gotten to be a big tree ever since I was a boy. Grandpa, you knew the general when you were young? Yes, Sarah. My friends and I used to climb around in the general until my old friend Cletus fell out of it and broke his leg. I'm glad you never got hurt, honey. Thanks, dear. He got hurt plenty of times doing other things. If 911 had existed back then, we would have been calling it every week. So true, Mom. Oh, I think the mayor is about to speak. Welcome to the Oak Grove Park on this beautiful, sunny Saturday afternoon. Today we are here to pay homage to the oldest tree in Ohio, the General, right here in our town of Nougat. Dad, what's the word homage mean? Lizzie, I think the mayor's hinting at reverencing or worshipping the General. Don't you think, Mr. Gunther? I think so. It reminds me of Romans 125, where God talks about mankind worshipping creation instead of God who created everything, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever, amen. Grandpa, look at those dark clouds coming this way. You're right, they're moving fast. Let's get out of here. Well, folks, it looks like a little shower is going to interrupt our big celebration of the great tree general, the oldest tree in Ohio. Come on back when it blows over. This is Gordon O'Hara. News flash, news flash. The storm that just hit New Garden packed a punch with 100 mile an hour winds. We're getting reports here at NGRN that the Oak Grove Park has sustained severe damage. Now back to 
Family Bible Reading Fellowship and Who the wants open to go back forum. to the park and see what happened? I do. Me, me. Sure, let's go. I'll call Mr. Matthew's cell phone. Mom, didn't you want some groceries from KB Shopperific, which is next to the park? That's right, my thoughtful son. Wow, look at that. The general snapped off right at the base of the trunk. Look, the general was hollow. It gave the appearance of being great and strong, but it revealed itself to be really weak. It was robbed of its strength by water, bugs, and its own rotten wood. Hmm, this gives me an idea for our Bible study today. It dawned on me today that the general tree, which was a magnificent tree, was actually partly dead as evidenced by its hollow trunk. It reminded me of unsaved man who can appear great, powerful, and full of life, but is really hollow or lacking of spiritual life. Joey, would you read Psalm 49, 11, and 12? All right. In Psalm 49, in verses 11 and 12, we read, Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever, and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man, being in honor, abideth not. He is like the beast that perish. Verse 12 is just one of many proofs that the unsaved do not live on into eternity, suffering in a place called hell. In Psalm 52, verse 5, we also read, God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living, Selah. And again, we turn to Psalm 89:48. Wolfie, why don't you take that? Okay, um, Psalm 89, verse 48. What man is he that liveth, and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Selah. Like the tree was plucked off and died, Mr. Gunther? Right, Wolfie. We're learning that the unsaved who die just cease to exist. Only if God gives their dead soul life will they live forever with God in the new heavens and the new earth. Mark, can you take Psalm 30, verse 3? Sure, I'd be glad to. Psalm 30, verse 3. O Jehovah, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. And this is really describing what happens when God saves somebody. Excellent point, Mark. You know, that reminds me of, oh, where is that verse? Hmm. Oh, now I remember. It, it's Ezekiel... 37, let's see, verses 13 and 14. Can I read that passage, Mr. Gunther? I've been studying that chapter on my own. Sure, go right ahead, Lizzie. Okay, Ezekiel 37, verse 13 through 14. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. 
Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, and performed it, saith the Lord. This is a beautiful verse having to do with salvation. However, in Matthew 23, 27 to 28, we learn another important biblical principle having to do with graves, but it has nothing to do with salvation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. So again, an unsafe person can appear to be a Christian or seem full of spiritual life, but in reality they are dead, and they normally give evidence of that by how they live. Wait, did you have a question, Joey? Well, actually, the verse that Lizzie quoted made me think of another verse I was reading a few days ago. What was it, Joey? I, uh, actually, oh no, I forgot it. But it had something to do with being dead. Uh, dead in... <sighs> dead in sins? That's it, Mr. Matthews. Where is that verse? I believe that's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Great. Joey, since you thought of it, why don't you read it for all the boys and girls listening at home? Okay. Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Grandpa, doesn't the word quicken have to do with making alive? That's correct, Maria. Good job. And how does God make someone alive spiritually? Through the Bible, Grandpa? That's right, Sarah. But do any of you know of a verse that explains that? I know that Mark does, so we won't ask him. I know, Grandpa. It's Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Very good, Jacob. But what will happen to all those people who are not saved when Christ returns to rapture all the true believers, Mr. Gunther? Sadly, Lizzie, all who are not genuine children of God will be left behind. Beginning on May 21st, 2011, the date of the rapture, there will be a period of five months of hell on earth. Then God will destroy the universe by fire, including all unsaved mankind. In Psalm 21.9 we read, Thou shalt make them as a fiery oven in the time of thine anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. May we all be praying continually to God, that we can escape that awesome destruction. On that very somber note, boys and girls, we have to say goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's program. For a free CD of today's program, 
Please write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Today's program is entitled, The General. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll learn something new and old from the Bible. Bye!